Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! What's going on, guys? Welcome back to WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, February 10th, 2022. I'm Graham G.S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well and having a great week so far. Another stack show on tap for you fine folks here today, featuring a conversation with the WWE champion, the almighty one himself, Bobby Lashley, live here on WrestleRant Radio today. Not exactly live, but I did talk to him last week for an article that went up on Bleach Report on Monday. Also spoke over video, actually, over Zoom. Uh, that went up on my initial, you know, and it went up initially on my YouTube channel on Monday, Graham G.S. Matthews on YouTube. Check it out. YouTube.com backslash Graham G.S. Matthews, to be specific. Uh, subscribe there for all the videos and uh, the audios of these interviews before they drop here on WrestleRant Radio. But we'll be replaying that audio here today of uh, my conversation with Bobby Lashley. He was great, talking all about regaining the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. WrestleMania, John Cena, his theme song, potentially fighting Lesnar inside the fight pit at some point, and so much more. But before then, you can check out new episodes of Wrestle Rant Radio every single Thursday on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and now Pandora, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com as well. Uh, be sure to rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show for new episodes every single Thursday. And then we'll have Mr. Marceau on after my conversation with Bobby Lashley to talk about all the latest in the world of wrestling. But again, before then, here it is, my exclusive interview with the WWE champion, the almighty Bobby Lashley. What's going on, guys? Graham G.S. and Matthews here with Bleach Report. And today we're talking to the brand new WWE champion, the two-time WWE champion, coming out of the Royal Rumble last week. And every Monday on Raw, you can see him on the USA Network. We got the almighty himself, Bobby Lashley. Bobby, what's going on, my man? Oh, not too much. Living the dream. Living the dream, of course. Like I said, two-time WWE champion. First question for you. How does this one feel a little bit different than the first? We're coming, I think we just passed the 11-month anniversary, so to speak, the 11-month mark of when you won the first WWE title. Uh, that reign lasted quite a while, obviously. What's your reaction yeah. to getting the championship back compared to the first time? Um, you know what? The first time when you win it, it's, it's always that, that shock of winning it for the first time is, is breaking that barrier getting to that next level. So this time, of course, was a little bit different. However, the person I had to beat in order to get it made it that much more special. Um, I mean, those are two big goals that I had coming back in. I, definitely to win WWE championship. And then, and then the second one was to have that match with Brock that everybody's been wanting for years. So, um, it's huge. It's, this this year has just been a great year for me. You know, winning the title, and then and then this one is this one has its own element of of, of just it just makes me feel good. You know, um, yeah. winning that WWE championship just kind of like puts another check mark in your career and pushes you a little bit towards that Hall of Fame status. And I believe um, some of the things that I've done over the last few years have definitely um, etched my name in, in in that candidate as a 
as a Hall of Famer when I do retire. So everything has just been great. And, and winning this title the second time is just as sweet as the first time because of the way that I won it and who I beat. Yeah, and at the Rumble itself, one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. And it's crazy. You've been back now at WWE for four years. You mentioned it right there. Now two-time WWE champion, two-time Intercontinental champion, two-time U.S. champion. That's only counting the championships you've had since you've been back in WWE, which is quite crazy, it, including defending the championship of WrestleMania, which is another possibility. Obviously, if you can get past the Elimination Chamber, which you intend to, and we'll get to that momentarily. But back to the yeah. Brock match at the Rumble. Did the match go the way you expected? Obviously, you got the win as you wanted, as we all wanted to see, and you became a two-time WWE champion. Your thoughts on the match itself and how it played out? I think one thing is that, um, you know, with fighting and in and, and, and professional wrestling, I think the biggest thing that people – first of all, people always ask, what are you going to do to somebody? You know, if, if I can do whatever, I do my whole moveset on somebody. But I think the biggest, <laughs> the, the, the biggest key is – can you take what they can give you? And that was the biggest thing. Um, when you have a match with, with, with somebody like Brock, I knew that, you know, you're probably going to end up in Suplex City. Um, you're probably going to get the F5. And you're probably going to feel his power and his strength. And I felt all of that. And I, keep, and I kept going. And I, and, and I put that hurt lock in. And if you watch the match back, he was going down. And that's the one thing that I wanted to see. I wanted to see, one, if I can take everything that he threw at me, and then I wanted to see what if if he can if he can break that lock and he couldn't. So um, there was a lot of things in that match that I was like, okay, you know what? I know that there's going to be more because if he were to beat me, I would be knocking on his door tomorrow. I'd be doing everything I can to get a rematch. And I knew if I beat him, then he was going to be right back out. Look, he came out raw the next day with all this gear on, ready to fight. It's like, bro, I got a suit on. Uh, you got to stand at the back of the line. It's not that I didn't know that we were going to fight again, but we just had the match. And I understand you're pissed off and furious and everything, but you need to take your time and work your way back up here. So, um, yes, it, it was it was good to kind of get that first match in, but I think that there's so many more matches to go with he and I. I think there's still some bad blood that needs to be um, fought over. If and when we get that second match from you guys, would you want to go the standard singles route like we got at the Rumble, or would you want to go one step further and do it in something like a fight pit that we saw in NXT a few years ago or the Lion's Den, as it was once called from Ken Shamrock many years ago? Does that stuff, does that, does that sort of stuff interest you in the WWE world? With uh, it, it all interests me. <laughs> it all interests me. <laughs> the only thing that doesn't interest me is like a street fight. Yeah. I mean, because... I think I think what I do with with these things are going to be more brutal than what I can do with a kendo stick or with a table or with the chair. So I, I don't think we even need that in a match with he or I. And I, I think he feels the same way. I think he'd rather suplex me than, than swing a stick at me. So um, but all those other matches are very interesting then because a lot of the MMA community jumped on board and they were all like, oh, God, Bobby and Brock, they're 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 finally going to do this. Like I think a lot of people didn't care where we fought. I don't care if. I think some people were like, man, if they thumb wrestle, we want to come see it just as long as they take the shirt <laughs> off the flex. <laughs> so, so I think um, so many people want to see it that, you know, that fight pit would be cool. Um, put on some MMA gloves, get in a cage. Um, I think any one of those things interests me. 
Yeah. And they're all possibilities. It's stuff that we've seen in recent years in WWE. So hopefully at some point we get to see that from you guys in the WWE world. Um, and again, it was less than 24 hours removed from the Royal Rumble uh, that you won the, or not 24 hours, you know, the Rumble's on Saturday. Now we have Mondays on Raw. I got to say 48 hours. That's what it is now. Um, that Brock wasted no time in choosing his opponent for WrestleMania. I mean, obviously he's going to be in the chamber with you for the WWE Championship. It's Brock and Roman at Mania. It's been a crazy year for the WWE Championship. Like I said, you were champion for six months, like a very good stretch of time throughout 2021. Left your uh, grasp for a little while. It was with Big E, then back to Brock Lesnar. Now along your waist again. Your thoughts on maybe if the championship feels, I don't want to say secondary. I feel like that's a, a demotion or something like that. If it feels like it's second fiddle to the Universal Championship and what you can do in your power. I mean, obviously there's stuff that you can't control, but what you feel you can do to make that championship maybe not the title, but on the same level as the Universal Championship. So it's kind of even playing field going into WrestleMania, in your mind. I think it is. I, I mean, what, what, what company do we work for? WWE. And I have the WWE Championship. So <laughs> to point. me, I don't see anything bigger than that. Um, and I understand him wanting to um, go against Roman. I'm not taking anything against Roman because I think Roman is at the top of his game. I, yep. I think he's, he's really just like, transcending anything that he can do and i give credit where credit's due i'm not one of those guys to try to bash anybody in this business and i think roman's just put himself on a whole different level um but him and brock had had feuds they had they had stuff going on before what if if, if roman didn't catch covid then me and brock would probably be headlining wrestlemania of next year um because him and roman were deep in in their in their, I guess their custody battle. I guess that's what it. That's what it is. If you those yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, is who who's better? Who's going to win? Paul at the end of the day. I think that's what really matters more than any one of the titles. That's what it seems like. Um, but with that being said, um, the thing that what people got to understand is, I pin both of those guys, Brock and Roman. So that's something you can't take away from me. So, yeah, regardless of what, what happens with those guys, I think that's that's a big matchup just because of what's behind it and, and everything that they're doing. So I think that let them do what they're going to do. And then um, me and Brock can settle our differences when it's time. Um, but right now, the champion is a champion in this business. There's a champion on Raw and there's a champion on SmackDown. I'm the champion on Raw. Roma's a yeah. champion on SmackDown. Let him go and finish their little feud and, and, and then come talk to me. And before Roman even gets his hands on Brock, like I said, you're going to get your hands on him again inside the Elimination Chamber, assuming everyone's in there at the same time. Uh, five or six of Raw's top challengers or five of top Raw's top challengers, including yourself, um, inside that Elimination Chamber. We had AJ Styles qualify this past week. Rollins was named as a participant. Like I said, Brock, Austin Theory, and I think the last name was Matt Riddle as well, obviously. Um, some people you have history with, some people that you really haven't had a lot of interaction with, people like Theory, AJ Styles, for all the years that you guys have been in the same company, different companies. It's crazy. I don't think we've ever gotten – have we ever seen Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles one-on-one? -on -one? Little, little snippets. But, you know, what? I, I, like, I like that what you said because that's one thing that I'm excited about. I mean, yes, Brock's in there, but, man, the roster is – amazing coming back looking at these two rosters looking at the possibilities of people that i can be able to get in the ring with that excites me and as a champion you know i think riddle riddles he's elevated himself up since our yep. last feud um he's got a little bit of knowledge from randy which is probably one of the greatest ever in this wrestling business and um and randy's kind of mentored him to another level 
Austin Theory is kind of like a little breakout star that we don't know what he's able to do at this point. We just know that there's big things coming. I mean, to have him in a match like this, you can already see the kids looks like he looks like a million bucks. Um, he has a, a skill set that's that's pretty pretty incredible, and he's just young. He's young, so I, I'm going to take Floyd Mayweather's game plan here with him and beat him up real early before he becomes like a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> but but then at the same token, you know, like you said, AJ Styles. AJ Styles is another one of those guys that when you say phenomenal, you know, that's part of his name, but he really is phenomenal. The guy is incredible. Um, and then Seth Rollins. I mean, I don't think we have enough time to talk about how good Seth is. Uh, so that's the thing that excites me the most about being on Raw and being a champion is that when I look back behind me, it's not one of those things that I'm nervous about, but it's those things that I'm excited about, that I have the opportunity to be able to get in the ring with some of the best wrestlers in this entire world. You can't, you can't compare these guys to anybody else from any yeah. other organization because they are that good. Um, yep. So I'm excited about the, about the chamber. I've always been that way, man. Um, whether it's <laughs> fighting, wrestling, anything like that. I was like, give, give me, give me the best. Let me test myself. Cause sooner or later, all this is going to be over for me. Sooner or later, I'm going to retire my boots. I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, um, I'm going to retire my boots. And when I do, I want to look back and say, man, you know what? I had the opportunity to get in the ring with the absolute best that this business can, can offer. Yeah, and we got the best in this matchup in the Elimination Chamber. And the cool Absolutely. thing is not only you're the champion walking in, you're, I think, unless I'm mistaken, I'm, some, I'm forgetting something here. I think you're the only man in that chamber that has ever actually won an Elimination Chamber before. I mean, it's been 15 years, but I think you're the only one with Elimination <laughs> Chamber win to your credit, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, talking about other people that you faced and have beaten, like you said, probably one of the few people to have ever pinned Brock as well as pinned Roman Reigns, especially in the last couple of years. I was thinking about people, you know, people were talking about potential WWE championship matches at WrestleMania involving Bobby Lashley. One name that I've seen batted around, I think that would be very interesting. Want to get your thoughts on it. Someone like a John Cena, obviously someone you have history with that match 15 years ago, one of your final matches, definitely your last major match in WWE prior to your absence. Uh, would that, obviously that's a match that would interest you, right? That's got to be a match that I think we got to see at some point in WWE. Oh yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you gotta throw that name in there. Cena's always one of those guys that when he comes to <laughs> WrestleMania time, he's out in his gym doing those 800 pound squats, getting ready for it. I know he is. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he's doing a lot of stuff with the movies and everything like that. But you know, he's training and getting ready and kind of looking over the roster and saying, who can I go over there and do something with? And I hope my name's on his list because of course I would like him also. But at the same token, like I never want to take away from the current roster, the people that are out there banging every week yeah. and doing that live events and everything like that. And there's so many guys out there, you know, we got that giant, we have a giant out there. We have a, uh, we have Randy that's, that's trying to figure out what's going on with him and riddle. You have some of the other tag team guys, some of the, some of the tag teams that they split up, those, those guys can do a major run, you know, the street profits of those, those two split up and, and try to do a singles run, both of them. I think both of them would have a lot of success doing it. Um, but being a tag team, they're great. One thing I haven't won in WWE yet is the tag team um, title. So uh, me and P might have to, I mean, P's been rehabbing. I just saw him post something <laughs> again today on Instagram doing some work. And I know he's getting ready. And every time when he sees me, he's like, bro, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. He's putting on his, he's putting on some good weight. He's, uh, he's training. He just started some different diets and everything like that. 
um, as far as like intermittent fasting, just to kind of like harden up and get in that fight shape. So me and Pete might do a little run at some tag team titles also. There's there's so many different possibilities right now that I'm, I'm excited that anything could possibly happen. And it's cool. Again, like I said earlier, you've accomplished so much. But like you said, there's still so much more to do. I mean, you got to get your hands on the Universal Championship at some point. You haven't been on SmackDown in the last four years since you've been back in the company. So that's another thing at some point, which is crazy. Um, but as we wind down here, Bobby, I am just obsessed with entrance music. So I got to know your current music is such a banger. People love it. Got to get the inspiration behind it. I know you talked in the Stone Cold podcast, which was such a blast to watch. My girlfriend and I loved it. She was super excited when I told her I was talking today. She wanted to know if there's like a military tie-in to your current theme because i know your your dad was in the military right so i wanted to see if there was a tie-in there with your current music and if there was ever the idea of getting your old music back from your original wwe run that i know a lot of people liked as well ah, that's a loaded question uh, <laughs> there's, there's a bunch you know whenever we get music made it's, it's kind of one of those things where they start putting stuff together and having us listen to it and i i did kind of feel a little bit of that um, that dumb, dumb, dumb. You know, I I feel that that energy, and that's that's what we want ultimately when we come out is feel some energy with it. And when they showed me when they when they first gave me the first verse of that, I kind of felt a little bit of where we were going because it does that 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 beginning of it. It's kind of like that military cadence a little bit. I love it. Um, my dad was in the army for twenty six years. I was in the army. My sister was in the army. My other sister was in the air force. My uncles and then marines, and we just keep going on and on. So. Um, so having that little military um, twist was fun. A lot of people have asked me about that original music that I had before, and I still like it. So um, <laughs> you never know. It's, it's kind of one of those things where um, for the right matchups, you can pull anything out. I mean, they're, they're, they're still going to know it's me. It's a different generation, so they might say, well, whose music is that? But um, there's still that tie-in. So uh, I think if there was a certain matchup that came along, I think we could pull it out and kind of play with it. Um, but never know. I, I, I don't think that there's any plans for me changing it at this point. But if they were, I'm cool with it. Yeah, the OGs would recognize that old music if it were to come Absolutely. back. I think if, if, if fans complain enough online that they want to hear it, like enough with Drew because people want Drew's own music back, it might happen at some point. So we'll see. The <laughs> internet is, is a crazy thing. But on that note, Bobby, we, we can get you every Monday night on USA Network on Monday Night Raw, the new WWE champion. Bobby, always a blast talking to you. Thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. There's the championship right there. Anytime, man. Right on. Thanks, Bobby. Have a great day. Big thanks once again to Bobby Lashley for the time. You can check it out right now in article form over on Bleach Report and in video form over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Graham GSM Matthews. We got another big, big interview dropping on Monday and another on Tuesday, uh, both WWE superstars. So check those out as they drop in audio and in video form, respectively, on the channel this week in an article form over on Bleach Report and dailyddt.com. Mr. Marceau, brother, we got a lot to talk about between Raw on Monday, NXT Vengeance Day coming up this Tuesday, last night's very newsworthy edition of AEW Dynamite, and a lot more. I heard you walk through the Forbidden Door last night. Yeah, I'm walking right through the free agent door right now. You're a, free, you're a free agent. I'm a free agent about to walk the Forbidden Door. Tony Khan tweeted last night that he uh, had the wrong definition for Forbidden Door, so that's why Keith Lee was not a Forbidden Door walkout person, I guess. Well, neither was JY, but... <laughs> we'll talk all about that. Very excited to see Keith Lee, nonetheless, on AEW Dynamite, as well as Switchblade Jay White. We'll talk all about the Forbidden Door stuff, why Tony Khan's got to tone it down on the Twitter stuff, and all the, uh, I don't want to say false promises, they were two big surprises, but... 
Not exactly what they were hyping it up to be last Friday, I would say. But we'll get to that momentarily. Uh, new episodes of the show every single Thursday, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. New episodes every single week. Um, like I said, before we get to the Dynamite stuff, I do want to save that for the end. I want to talk briefly about Raw from Monday, um, which I thought was a solid show. It's been a bit better recently. They got a clear focus going into Elimination Chamber on the WWE. WWE Championship Elimination Chamber matchup, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, I think they, they, I thought I think they've done a good job of setting up both matches, specifically for the WWE Championship, the Raw Women's Championship Number One Contenders match, which was announced on Monday. Um, a six myth mystery entrant in addition to Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, and Dewdrop. Looking forward to that. Um, any overall thoughts on Raw before we break down some certain segments? You know, I think, like you said, going into uh, Elimination Chamber, I think everything announced so far is, I would say, pretty well done. I mean, that women's uh, Elimination Chamber, I feel like, has a lot of weight to it. I mean, Bianca's doing well. Rhea, even Dewdrop, Liv Morgan's still hot. Um, I mean, I think they've they've built that up pretty well, so I can't complain on that aspect. And I think I'm excited for Lita and and Becky. And, uh, I mean, the the men's championship, Elimination Chamber looks good. And then... Same with uh, Roman and Goldberg. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's the greatest match of all time, but something that we were supposed to get and Roman got COVID. So if you're going to do it, why not blow it off here? So I think it's shaping up to be a pretty good show, and uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, let's talk about those those Elimination Chamber developments that we didn't have a chance to talk about last week. We recorded, obviously, last Thursday. We found out on SmackDown two big matches, uh, one for Elimination Chamber, one for WrestleMania, starting with the one that you just mentioned, Roman Reigns and Goldberg um, having their match from two years ago for the Universal Championship that we were supposed to get at WrestleMania 36. We're getting it at Elimination Chamber. Do you think this is the swan song for Goldberg? Listen, I don't love the idea of Goldberg coming back and getting constant title shots. I think it is ridiculous. I think it's stupid. But I'm fine with the match because we were supposed to get it two years ago. I'm not sure many people were finally clamoring for it to happen. But at least we're finally going to get it. It's another name for Roman Reigns to beat. And we all know they're devoid of top talent on SmackDown right now. They haven't exactly put a lot of effort or time into building anyone up to face Roman Reigns going into WrestleMania, coming out of WrestleMania. And injuries and departures have had something to do with that, but... Don't let people go that could potentially challenge Roman Reigns for the championship at some point. Or bring over some people from Raw, not named Big E, who I like, but him being back on the blue brand, not super high on that, because we've already seen him in Roman before. I mean, as recently as a few months ago when he beat him at Survivor Series. Although that is a feud they could do coming out of WrestleMania as a full-fledged feud. Um, but any other additional thoughts on Roman and Goldberg at the pay-per-view? Is this the last we will see of Goldberg in the ring at that show? I think so. I mean, I, I I don't really understand the hate for it. I mean, yes, Goldberg's coming back for another championship, but I mean, this was literally supposed to be at WrestleMania 35 or 36. Yep. Roman got or was it 30, was it last year? No, it was 36. It wasn't last well, year. Yeah, it was uh, a Roman at 36 yeah. got COVID. I mean, it's a Saudi show, so usually they pull up Goldberg and all the dinosaurs for that. So makes sense. I mean, we get the match, get Roman another notch on his belt. I mean, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, is it the sexiest match of all time? No, but it's something that we were probably... I was pretty excited for at the time. I mean, Roman versus Goldberg back then was a little bit more attractive than it is now, but, I mean, I don't hate as much as the hate I've seen online. I mean, Roman is great. This could be Goldberg's last match, and going out to the Tribal Chief, I wouldn't say is a, is a bad one. I honestly like the match more. You, you mentioned how you were probably more excited for the match two years ago than you are now. I would say the opposite. I think... 
not that I'm overly anticipating this matchup, but Roman Reigns is a far different performer, even in the ring, than he was two years ago. He's the champion this time. He's not the challenger. We all knew that Roman Reigns was walking out of WrestleMania that year as Universal Champion, had the match gone on as planned, and it didn't. Roman pulled out. Strowman got put in instead, took the belt from Goldberg. Um, I don't think Goldberg's going to win, obviously, but you do have that mindset where right before WrestleMania, before, back in 2017, 2020, including in Saudi Arabia when they were in Saudi Arabia for the pre-WrestleMania show back in you know 2020, like I said. He beat The Fiend for the Universal Championship, so it plants that seed of doubt. Again, I don't know how good the match will be because the Bobby Lashley match, a crown jewel is pretty good. The SummerSlam match was awful, so Goldberg's matches are very hit or miss regardless of who the opponent is, it seems. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good use of Goldberg as he hopefully winds down his career here. Is it safe to say, we talked a little bit about this being his final match, as you mentioned, but is it safe to say that they should not re-sign Goldberg for more dates? It's not like, oh, I really want to see this Goldberg match that we never got. I think this is a good way to close it out. I don't think we need Goldberg anymore on a part-time basis. We haven't needed Goldberg on a part-time basis since that first run that he was brought in for back in 2016. I thought that was a great use of Goldberg. The most recent run, yeah, you got a universal title run out of it for a month and whatever else, and it's just been a complete waste, but beyond that, I feel like it's been more bad than good as far as the matches that he's had. I feel like this has got to be it for Goldberg coming out of Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, besides the match at 33, I feel like it's kind of been a a wash for him. I mean, it was nice at first seeing him back, but at this point, like you said, I don't, it's not like I have, oh, I really want to see Goldberg versus the insert person. I feel like at this point, Roman's probably the last person if you were going to put a list together. So, losing to Roman, and that's, I, w- I mean, there's no need to, I mean, maybe they sign him as like a Legends deal and like kind of keep him around, but actually wrestling, no thank you. It's the same thing as Shane. They came back in the same calendar year. Shane came back in February of 2016, almost exactly, you know, six years ago this month. Goldberg came back in October, November. Um, you know, they both came back. It was exciting. They both had great matches at WrestleMania 33. We were there. Shane and AJ, a feud that I wasn't overly excited for going into the show, had a great opener. Again, Goldberg and Brock, not a feud I was super into at the time. They had a great match. Probably Goldberg's best match I've ever seen at WrestleMania 33, a four- or five-minute affair for the Universal Championship that was won by Brock. Um, yeah, so I just feel like that would have been a great way for him to clo- close out his career. God bless him for making more money over the last couple of years, but this roster, I know, for as thin as it is on Raw and SmackDown and the part-timers, they can kind of lean on. They can't really lean on as much or rely on it as much anymore. Like, Triple H is done. The Undertaker's done. Cena's not around as much anymore. So they kind of need the part-timers in their eyes. Shane's gone, hopefully, for the time being, if not for good, uh, as far as the on-screen talent goes. And Goldberg just wore out his welcome a while ago, so hopefully that's it for him. But another match we had set in stone last week that we talked a lot about here on the show a week ago, it didn't end up mattering, our, our pleading our case for Becky and Ronda for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. We're getting Charlotte and Ronda instead SmackDown Women's Championship, which isn't a bad consolation prize. And Bianca will still get her moment, which is great. But um, yeah, it's finally made official. I don't think it's the biggest match compared to Becky and Ronda. Becky not being the main event, I think, is a bummer. But, uh, yeah, your thoughts on the match being made official last week? I was fucking pissed. I mean, like you said, I understand that their thought is they'll have her again next year, but so many things can change. And I just feel like the way that the story is being told, it would only make sense to do Ronda Becky this year. Because, I mean, she's going to, I mean, I don't think Becky's holding the belt for another year. So No. And I guess I, they hopefully, 
she'll drop the belt and get it back, or they'll keep her momentum going with Becky. But I don't know. I just feel like if she beats Alita here, she's literally at elimination damage. She's on three year, basically still hasn't lost in three years. Why wouldn't you do her and Ronda? But maybe they want to give Ronda a win. She beats Charlotte. Who knows? But I don't know. I, I, I'm happy because, like you said, it does give Bianca or one of those other women for Raw a chance. I feel bad for Sasha and anyone else in SmackDown that might have got a title shot, but I think realistically Becky and, and, and Ronda was the biggest match they could have made. Do you think we could get Charlotte and Sasha at Elimination Chamber? Because if you remember that segment from SmackDown last week, Charlotte, it seemed like had the opportunity to choose her opponent, which completely rendered the Royal Rumble irrelevant because the whole point of her being in the Rumble was that she could choose her opponent. She lost, and she could choose her opponent anyway, apparently. Um, she chose Sasha. She went so far as to name Sasha. It's not like she was interrupted before she said someone's name. She mentioned Sasha, and then Ronda came out. And Sasha wasn't on the show. We are getting Charlotte and Naomi tomorrow night for the SmackDown Women's Championship, so... That's probably why they didn't announce anything for Chamber with Charlotte. And she probably won't defend there anyway. Um, but I could see them wanting to have another big attraction for that show. Charlotte and Sasha would fit the bill. Maybe they do it after WrestleMania. Could you see that being the Elimination Chamber match? Or do you think they might wait on that? I think they might wait on it. I mean, I'm looking at the card here. They have a couple of matches from SmackDown. Maybe just muddy the water a little bit more. But I think I think you could, you could do it. I mean, I'm definitely not against it. I, I don't know if three women's matches would break Saudi law or not, but, uh, yeah, I think it'd be good, but I just feel like it's kind of like a consolation for Sasha because she's clearly not going to win. Well, like you said, we do already have two women's matches. The third one would be great, but we already at least have two matches set in stone for Elimination Chamber from the Raw brand with the women. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Chamber previously, um, earlier. Becky Lynch and Lita. We didn't have a chance to talk about this last week. Raw Women's Championship. Again, kind of rendering the Royal Rumble irrelevant. Um, Lita, I guess if she wins here, would go on to WrestleMania, obviously, and she's not. But she was in the Rumble. She was like, oh, if I win, I can go on to win another championship. And she walked out on Raw on Monday anyway and asked for a title shot, and Becky gave it to her. So, again, it doesn't even really, nothing really matters in this company. Um, this is the problem where nothing really, wins and losses don't really seem to matter. But you know what? I'm happy we're getting the match. Uh, first time ever. Lita hasn't had an important singles match. Honestly, I don't think since she left. Um, I know she wrestled at Evolution. It was supposed to be a match against Mickey James, I think. And it got changed to a tag team match. She was in Rumbles. She had like a 30-second match with Heath Slater at Raw 1000 10 years ago. One, that was a decade ago. And two, it wasn't even really much of a match. So she, I don't think she's had a formal one-on-one -on -one match in WWE, if, if not anywhere, since she left over 15 years ago, which is crazy. Um, I don't know how well she's going to look, but it's an attraction. It gives her... I, I'm liking the fact they're using her beyond the Rumble. She doesn't have to be at WrestleMania. Um, if she loses here, and she will, I'm not really sure what more she would do at WrestleMania. But I like the idea of the match, and it gives Becky, again, a lot like with Roman, another name for her to beat, and it could be a decent match. So, And it also, they're playing off the story, as we saw on Raw, that Becky grew up idolizing her. She was an idol for Becky growing up in her career and whatever, and now they're kind of playing off that, which I like. So, And, and Lita has very, there's a lot of similarities there between the two over the course of their respective careers. So I like that. I like the segment from Raw this week. The mic work was good. Lita left her laying with a twist of fate. Give her some more momentum before the pay-per-view to make people think that she could take the championship, even though she won't. Um, thoughts on that, Fido? We didn't really get a chance to talk about it last week. No, I'm excited. I think it should be a good match. I mean, like you said, I feel like parts of their careers are pretty much the same person. I feel like Lita was always 1B to, to Trish, and I feel like Becky's kind of, at some points, have been 1B to uh, 
to Charlotte. So I do like that aspect. Like you said, just another notch in the belt. I mean, beating Lita definitely won't hurt her. Um, but like I said, I feel like her beating Lita, then that should lead into her facing Ronda. But I guess that's not what we're getting. But I, I'm excited for that match. Like I said, I think the women's match for the Women's Chamber has a, a good amount of contenders that I think it's going to be an interesting match as well. Who's the mystery entrant, you think? I know we talked earlier before we went live here. I, I mentioned Asuka. I mean, that would make the most sense. I know I, on hashtag someone had proposed Bailey or Alexa Bliss. I feel like it was if it was Bliss, who thankfully is seemingly, if we've been following the therapy segments close enough, that she is moving away from the female fiend. She, unless it's all a, all a swerve and it's a complete waste of time, which it very well could be, and she comes back with the female fiend shit. Um, I, I don't think it'll be done before then anyway. That The pay-per-view is next weekend. It just wouldn't make much sense. To me, it's got to be Asuka. I think that would make the most sense. Yeah, I think Asuka makes sense. Like I said, I think the way that they're telling like the story arc of the Alexa Bliss thing, I mean, she is clearly seemingly kind of going back to the normal Alexa Bliss, it seemed like, from this week's show. So I would keep weight, weight off on that one. Um, but, I mean, Asuka would be – I think Asuka would make the most sense, unless she's just not ready yet. But besides that, like, Dana Brooke, no thank you. Yeah, not Dana Brooke. I don't want Tamina. I'm not really sure who else is in that division on Raw, unless like a Sasha from SmackDown comes over, because there really is no brand split anymore anyway from what it looks like. So I guess it doesn't really even matter. But, um, you know, I, I think it will be Asuka. And I think we can agree it's probably going to be Bianca winning the whole thing, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think that would make the most sense. I mean, I, I've seen reports and seen house show matches advertised for Becky, Bianca, and Rhea, which, you know, I like. Um, I don't. You know, I, I think Rhea being in the match would be great. Rhea being at WrestleMania would be awesome. You know, I would love to see her do something else of importance at WrestleMania. I'm not sure what else that would be, unfortunately. But I just, I would rather have Bianca beat Becky straight up and take the championship from her in a singles match. That's just me, but we'll see. But having yeah, At least Rhea is not a bad choice. That's, that's you thinking it, but WWE logic, they'll have Bianca beat Rhea. Yeah, to protect Becky, which, you know, isn't the worst thing. And again, it's I mean, not like it's Dana Brooke. Rhea's great. Yeah, but I feel like at that point, if you're going to put Rhea on it on it, in that match, you honestly just make it a four-way dance at that point, but live in. Mm. Don't me. I think Liv has been as hot lately as Rhea has and Bianca. But she's like, lost far more than, than Rhea yeah, has or Bianca. She didn't lose clean, though. She got fucking screwed both times. <laughs> Liv has not won a televised match in like three months. That's not my fault. Blame Vince. <laughs> I wouldn't put her on the match. She has gotten so many title shots, I wouldn't even put her in there. At least uh, Rhea's not been involved in the title picture. At least I would say that. What'd you say? Uh, I, I'd put Liv in there, but... I like I, Liv a lot, but they booked her to look like a loser. The greatest lately. I, 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 I mean, she did get dumped out of the Royal Rumble by the Bella, so... <laughs> she got dumped out by the Bella. She lost a Dewdrop clean this week on Raw. She lost to Becky twice. She lost a tag team match on Raw a month ago. Need I say more? Should I go back in the archives a little further? Yeah, can I get more? <laughs> Which means, you know what? She probably will be in there, because that's how WWE works. Endless title shots. Nothing matters. Um, I will say, though, like I said, I didn't think Raw was a bad show. We got Dude Drop and Live, which I thought was a good match, actually. Nikki Ash and uh, and Bianca had a decent little match, and, and they had a lot of good matches. Riddle and Rollins, while it lasted, was good. They, they turned it into a tag team match, oddly enough. But I think the best part of the entire show, we haven't really talked a lot about this lately, I love the RK Bro... Alpha Academy, Chad Gable stuff. Chad Gable is amazing. We've been singing his praises on the show for seven years now. But it's finally getting to a point where they're recognizing how great he is, allowing him to go out there and be how good, you know, be as good as he is. Um, shine in these segments. Give him a chance to talk. The quiz bowl thing I thought was great. You know, it went in the obvious direction of, oh, 
let's answer this metrics question about how many ounces or how many grams are in an ounce or whatever the fuck um, in Colorado, no less, which was great. You know, I, I think we've all enjoyed RK Bro for the most part. Not everyone, but as far as these segments go, they've played their roles well. But Chad Gable has run away with what they have get, given him. Has just taken the ball and run away with it. The guy has been outstanding. I don't see it translating into a major singles push. I just don't think they see him in that light. But he has been the absolute best thing about Raw for weeks now. Even in matches that he's had with like people like Riddle and Orton. He had a great match with Orton like a week or two ago. Um, I just want to take a moment to recognize how Gable, how great Gable is and give him his props here. Yeah, I think their stuff's definitely been one of the brighter points on Raw. I mean, I think the scooter race was fucking dumb. But like you said, I think the quiz bowl was good. Um, the other, the, the spelling bee was funny. His matches, I think that's what I look at more. I think in the ring, he's he's popped even more than than he had in the past. I feel like he's getting a little bit more spotlight. So he's definitely done great. The shush stuff, don't love that, but it's kind of like a little quirky thing. But no, I think he's done a lot. <laughs> I mix like that, but no, I think he's done a lot and. I think they're probably the most interesting on, thing on Raw right now. I love the shush thing. I love the shush. And when he goes, oh, thank you. I, I love that. I don't know oh, why. Okay. <laughs> it just, I don't know. It gives me major Kurt Angle vibes. Like, they can have this guy doing the dumbest shit, but he will make the most of it and make it entertaining. Like, when Kurt Angle was walking around backstage with that goofy-ass cowboy hat from, like, 20 years ago. I just always... I can never look at that and not laugh. And I think Gable's the same way. And then the guy can go in the ring to boot. So it's not like he's a comedy goof, you know? So I don't know. Um, I guess Riddle's is similar in a way, but he's been booked to look like an absolute moron. Like, I like with Gable when he brings up that he has like a four, he had a 4.0 average when he got his master's or something. And then he's like, don't boo education or whatever he says. It's, it's just great television. The guy's so entertaining. So he, he, my fear, and I talked about this on Hashtag, I don't see it going anywhere beyond... You know, the Raw Tag Team Champions, they'll probably hold on to it for a while, maybe drop them to the Profits at some point. I know they beat the Profits on Monday, but they can always go back to it, obviously. And then that's it. I don't see them looking at Gable as this breakout single star, even though he should be. Yeah, I don't see the same. I don't think they see the same in him either. Remember that report from like seven years ago? It was around the time they started getting hot in NXT. And they were like, oh, yeah, we see Jason Jordan is more of a star. than." And this was back when Jordan was very generic. And Gable, they were like, yeah, he's just too short. Remember that report? It was from a long time ago. Sounds familiar. I mean, they always love saying someone's too short. I think um, that was on the same episode of the show when we talked about how big of a loser Neville was, and he's short too. <laughs> I mean, he was booked to be the biggest loser yeah, of all time. Not that he is a loser, but because he's booked to look like one, exactly. Oh, my God. He used to lose every match. and like, oh, like good in defeat. Like, he loses every week. <laughs> at, some point, at some point, you got to win. Are we getting to that point with Damian Priest? He's now lost two matches recently. He lost to Kevin Owens, gave him a title shot. Owens won by DQ. They never went back to that, which was bizarre. Uh, Priest lost to AJ on Monday. He's not buried by any means. But I am curious what they are doing with Priest, though. I don't love the whole angel-devil thing. I think it's beyond dumb. Are they going to turn him heel? or either, You know what? Honestly, either way, the matches have been great. The guy's great in the ring. Him and AJ had a fun little match for the few minutes they were given here. They are doing the tight championship match on Monday's Raw, so what do you think the the future holds for a guy like Damian Priest, and are we getting a new United States champion on Monday's Raw in AJ Styles right before Elimination Chamber? I like Priest, like you said. The whole fucking demon and angel thing is just dumb. I don't know why they just didn't keep it the same way of him being like the arch of infamy. It's yep. just, like, you don't want the fucking Damian side to come out. Like, just win matches, buddy. I don't care. So, <laughs> I mean, 
I feel like it's like the way that it's going. I feel like he's going to lose on Monday. Maybe he'll get disqualified. Maybe we'll get a rematch somewhere down the oh, line. Like, not, they've done like seven DQs. No more DQs, please. Dude, Damien might come out. He might get disqualified. I, I, it's so lazy. Sorry. So lazy. I don't know. I, I, yeah. think, I think there's a better chance he loses than he retains. Yeah, the thing is, is I that... He hasn't lost a match in, since on his debut, and he's lost for two in the last two weeks. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It is weird. Um... I don't know. Well, or three if you include the DQ to loss to Owens. But yeah, he was pinned twice in the last couple of weeks. I don't know. I would just think AJ's above that at this point. I would rather see AJ have a marquee match at Mania. That's not for a chance, like not for at least the U.S. championship. Because I feel like you can get a U.S. title match at Mania, and I've said this before, with him and a guy like Austin Theory. A match that we haven't, I don't think, seen before with Priest and Theory. And um, you could do that for the championship and Theory wins because they're pushing Theory clearly. I know he lost on Monday. Uh, wouldn't that make more sense? I mean, just just curious what your thoughts on that would be. No, yeah, I think Theory, I mean, they're clearly pushing Theory. I really don't know why he lost on Raw. That seemed kind of weird. I mean, Owens would be like, oh, I'm going to be in the match now. Like, that's not how it works. I mean, <laughs> made him, honestly, made him look like a fucking buffoon, but, I mean, I don't know. The whole him and Rollins thing's kind of getting weird. Like, they're obviously clearly, like, teasing some kind of turn, but, I don't know. I'm not really too interested in that. I was more kind of upset that that theory lost. I mean, he's in the rumble or in the chamber. You should probably try to keep booking him strong and make him seem like a credible threat. But I don't know. And it wasn't. It just kind of seemed kind of random. Yeah, that was weird. I know again what they were going for in the story they're trying to tell there, but it wasn't exactly. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of that personally. Um, I do want to transition to NXT, talk a little bit about Tuesday's show, not go segment by segment here. We will talk about Vengeance Day in a moment and get your predictions and preview for that in a moment. Uh, the biggest news story coming out of Tuesday's show there, Dolph Ziggler is now on NXT 2.0. Don't know if it's a full-time move. Don't know if it's a temporary thing like the AJ Styles, Grayson Waller feud. He was there for a couple of appearances. They had a match. AJ won, and that was it. I don't know if this is that or if it's like going to be a Finn Balor type thing. Not as good as Balor, but where Ziggler is there working with people week in, week out for like six months. I don't know. He did make the comment during that summit on Tuesday, oh, I work Tuesdays now. Is that for the next month? Is that permanently? Will he be, pull, will, will he be pulling double duty on Raw as if anyone cares about the Dirty Dogs at this point? I don't know. Um, curious what your thoughts were on Ziggler being on the show. Listen, Ziggler at this point for me, it's just I, I, I can't bring myself to care at all. Um, but him at least being in NXT is something new. If this was NXT 1.0, quote-unquote, I would probably be like, listen, you have way too many stars you should be focusing on right now. Why is Ziggler here? Please don't bring him here. But it's at a point now where it's NXT 2.0. It's about the younger guys. They don't have a lot of established stars. Bring him in. Have him lose the breaker. Lose the Chompa, maybe. He's not, you know, he's established, but you know what I mean. But you can have some good matches, and it's better than the dirty dog shit that he's been doing for years now that I just can't bring myself to care about, you know, even less, I guess. So, um, I, don't, I don't hate the move, honestly. I think Ziggler is is Dolph Ziggler at this point, but he would be, I think, a bit more bearable in an NXT 2.0 than he would in Raw at this point where he's done everything that he can do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, like you said, he's literally done everything on Raw. The whole dirty dogs thing at this point, just I, no one could possibly care. It's just... It's just Dolph Ziggler at this point, like you said. I, th- I think him on, on 2.0 is, like you said, more bearable. At least it's something different for him and hopefully something better than what he's been doing on Raw so or SmackDown. So I, I'm fine with it, um, but it's definitely better than him on Raw or in the Rumble for like a, for like an hour when he hasn't done anything on TV. <laughs> that made no sense. Um, 
is there anyone else from Raw or SmackDown that you could see? We've we've had this conversation many times before over the years because they brought a lot of people, you know, over from the main roster to be on NXT, whether it be a Tyson Kidd or a Finn Balor or, you know, various people, Killian Dane a couple of years ago. And they've greatly benefited from being back on NXT or in NXT for the first time. Is there anyone from either brand that you don't really see doing much right now that you think would either be beneficial to their career or beneficial to NXT that you would like to see move over? Um, I mean, I feel like there's a, I mean, there's a handful. I mean, honestly, at this point, like Cesaro, at this point, I want to be against mm-hmm. uh, Ricochet at this point. I mean, realistically, they should never even call them up for what they booked them on the main roster as. Um, yep. I mean, I would say there's no real women. I mean, I think Mandy's actually done like a lot, obviously, with her opportunity. I feel like she's done way more than, than most people do when they go back. So good yeah. for her. I mean, it's like not like I want like Dana Brooke to go back or anyone like that so i mean not really maybe honestly like maybe like natalia go down and maybe put someone over kind of give them some more credibility but besides that nothing i can really think of the top of my head well she's busy at the moment putting over lee in a dungeon match on friday smackdown what the fuck's a dungeon match (laughs) exactly we'll find out on friday i guess uh talking about vengeance day for tuesday they got a pretty stacked card dude a very stacked card for tuesday that I'm looking forward to. Um, I know they teased Dolphin Champa during that summit on Tuesday. I don't think they're doing that. Um, there was something else. Oh, LA Knight getting arrested. They teased uh, by Grayson Waller. I think I don't know why he wouldn't have had him arrested immediately, but they're waiting until Tuesday. It's goofy shit. But as far as the matches go, this looks like it's going to be a pretty stacked show. Um, starting with the NXT Women's Tag Team Title matchup, Toxic Attraction finally putting the gold on the line. I think this is their first title defense since they won the titles four months ago. <laughs> I mean, that's the state of this division for you. Um, it's Gigi Dolan and JC Jane versus Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. Are we finally getting new champions, Mr. Marceau, or is it too early for Toxic Attraction? Uh, I would keep the belts in Toxic Attraction. I feel like, like you said, they haven't even defended the belts since they won them, so... Um, I, I'd keep it on them. I, I like Persia and, uh, and Indy, but I mean, they're, I, I feel like Toxic Traction is still a focal point in the show. I would, I'd keep the belts on them a little bit longer. I agree. Keep them in chase mode, Indy and Persia, that is. I would have them win it at some point. I mean, you don't really have much of a choice. There's no, there's not much of a division. Um, yeah, Toxic Traction can win. Another kicking out the Women's Dusty Classic. I, not next week, maybe in two weeks. It's after Vengeance Day. Um, but maybe you can have whoever wins that tournament get a title shot, which I assume is likely, so that is what it is. Uh, Pete Dunn, Tony D'Angelo, the rubber match, this time a weaponized steel cage match, an old lethal lockdown match from TNA, or better yet, the Ambrose Asylum from Extreme Rules 2016 <laughs> is basically what this is. Not sure if Mitch the Potted Plant will be making an appearance on Tuesday, but we can hope and, and cross our fingers. Um, speaking of fingers, Dunn has gone after D'Angelo's fingers. He lost the last match. I think this is a win for Pete Dunne. I don't think they would do a rubber match. If Tony won the last one, it looked like Pete Dunne was done with NXT. He was on the main roster doing dark matches and shit. I don't know if that's still the plan. Maybe after WrestleMania. I don't know. I don't think they would do a third match unless they intended to have Pete Dunne go over. So I think Pete Dunne's winning this one. Yeah, I agree. I I, I, I think, I mean, like you said, Weapon of the Ambrose Asylum. We were there for that. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I liked, I liked Tony D'Angelo, but... I don't know. I feel like if they're not if they're gonna keep Pete down in NXT, I feel like it makes sense to have him win. Like I said, maybe they call him up sooner rather than later. But I mean, besides that, besides, I feel like he's never winning the NXT championship. So at that point, they might as well just call him up. 
Yeah, maybe they'll wait until after WrestleMania. I thought they would have done it by now. SmackDown could certainly use the help, but maybe they are waiting until after Mania. Uh, I had read reports that LA Knight might be on his way up again after WrestleMania in the spring. I, I read that, but then again, we saw we thought the same thing about Bronson Reed. So we have we have no clue. He could be cut by April, and I really hope that's not the case. But Whoa. you know, you never know with this company. This point, you never know. But I hope that's not the case. Um, the finals of the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. The Creed Brothers qualifying or advancing on Tuesday by beating Grizzled Young Vets, and then we got uh, MSK in the finals for the second straight year, beating uh, Idris Sanofi and Malik Blade on Tuesday as well. The Creed Brothers are great. That GYV match on Tuesday was fucking great. The MSK match was fun while it lasted. They're great too. I think this is a win for Creed Brothers. MSK and Imperium, they can run it back with the tag titles if they were to win here, but I don't know. I think you can make a new team with the I mean, they already not made, but they already had momentum. Um, I would give the win to the Creed Brothers. Maybe they take the tag team titles. I'm not sure if they're quite ready for that yet, but they are very good, so... I'm thinking a win here for the Creed Brothers. Give some uh, shine back to Diamond Mine coming off the recent losses. Yeah, I agree. I think I like MSK, but like the story just seems like they're going after Imperium. I would have the Creed Brothers win here. Um, I mean, I, I I like MSK. I'm honestly surprised the way that they treated Grizzly Young Vets. I feel like they were high on maybe because Hunter left, they kind of just like went to the wayside. But I mean, they seemingly seemed like the next team in NXT to go after the belts and. Then Imperium won it, and then they've kind of been on the sidelines. So, not sure if Paul getting get, getting ousted from uh, NXTs hurt them or not. But I mean, them losing again here is kind of kind of shocking, honestly. Oh no, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, just because one you said it yourself, once Hunter was ousted from NXT, that was it for GYV. I mean, literally as soon as they as soon as he kind of disappeared from the picture, they were booked to look like losers, and they had that gimmick. I don't know if they're still doing this, but they had that dumb crime time-esque gimmick from like 15 years ago where they were stealing shit from people or trying to be... Remember they were trying to have crime time by be thieves, that dumb racist gimmick from like 06? That's what they were trying to do. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be racist in the case of GYV, but they were doing that with crime time. It was awful. They were stealing like Lita's pantyhose or whatever. You know, great stuff, pal. Awful TV. They were doing similar shit with GYV, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? So they had a great match on Tuesday at the very least, even though they did not make it to the finals for the third straight year. Um, it is what it is, but I would have Creed Brothers go over. Um, we have Carmelo Hayes defending the NXT North American Championship against Cameron Grimes. This could go either way. Probably the most unpredictable match on the show. Hayes has been champion since, I think, October, right around the time the hit row was called up because he beat Isaiah Swerve Scott for the title. Um, I could see Hayes... I could see Hayes losing here. I don't know if I would do that. Maybe keep Grimes in chase mode. I'm going to go with Hayes, but I think there's a decent chance Grimes could win. I'm honestly happy with either outcome. Yeah, I, I like I like Cameron Grimes. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like they're so much. They're so like point pushing the new guys. I just I find it hard to think that he that uh, that he'd beat uh, Hayes here. So I'm gonna go with Hayes. I mean, I like Cameron Grimes, but just like I said with uh, um, the Creed Brothers, Creed Brothers. I just I don't know. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's probably other people that could beat Hayes for that belt. I mean, there's no one better, in my opinion, or a few better, in my opinion, than than Grimes. Cause it, just because has, he has momentum right now. He won the LA Knight feud. He beat, you know, Duke Hudson a couple times. He beat Tony D'Angelo recently. He hasn't lost a whole lot. I think the time might be now. I don't know. I would, I would, if he was to win, I would not, I would be very happy for him. But 
you know, uh, what what a difference a year or two makes. I mean, remember when he was going for the championship almost every other week a couple of years ago against Keith Lee and people like that when he was doing the dumb cowboy hat gimmick or whatever it was? Oh my, that was terrible. To the moon, baby. Oh, my God. I love the to the moon stuff. So if he were to win, I'd be very happy. But I love Hayes as well. He's a star. I think he will win, though. Get to the main yeah, event. Bron- what you say? I like Hayes a lot. Honestly, I like Hayes a lot. So Hayes is awesome, I'd, yeah. I'd keep the belt on him. I think he's... I mean, main roster, I fear the fuck for him, but <laughs> I think he's like, he's one of those other guys that would be like, you can't mess him up. I mean, he can't be messed up, but I mean, I think he has everything, so I- I'm very high on him. What, what's his catchphrase? That's what it is, and that's what it's going to be? Something like that. I'm not a big trick guy, but uh, he's growing on me a little bit. Hey, Mellow, don't miss. <laughs> I love Hayes. Hayes is great. Um, I've been a big fan of his for a long time, so great to see him succeeding. And uh, he, I know he, he's a big Shawn Michaels guy, so I think that bodes well for his future, at least in the next day. Unless unless Shawn gets his walking papers, it's also very possible at this point. Uh, we get to the main event: Braun Breaker defending the NXT Championship against Santos Escobar. Uh, should be a great match, no doubt. I don't think around uh, surrounding the outcome here. Breaker wins um, as he should. He's got future feuds, and you know a rematch potentially with Ciampa waiting for him. A match with Dolph. They've been teasing that on Twitter for a while, so I think it's pretty safe to say Breaker's winning here. But no way. I love Escobar. You know what? At the very least, Escobar's not going to win, but I'm happy he's finally getting this type of push because the guy's been here for a long time. He was stuck in the Cruiserweight division for a very long time. He belongs at this elite level. Ideally, he would lose here and get called up, but I feel like if they were going to call him up, they would have done it already, so I don't think they will. But at least he's getting the spotlight here that he deserves. I'm happy about that. But it should be a good match, and I think Breaker wins. Oh, uh, you said it's obvious. I was going to say Escobar wins LOL. Just kidding. I love Escobar. <laughs> I mean, him beating Breaker would be absolutely goofy. I mean, I like Escobar a ton. I think he was starting to kind of get a little push right before NXT switched over. I'm glad they kind of kept it going a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he, he can look good here, Breaker. I mean, he, there's no reason he should lose here. So, you you have him a nice showcase. Like I said, I mean, seemingly calm up. I mean, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But, I mean, anything can happen at this point. I mean, I wouldn't hate if they did, like, him and one of the other guys versus Mysterios. If they keep them going, we'll see what happens with them on Raw. But, I mean, I, I like Escobar. I just fear for him as well. I just... Uh, it doesn't scream like this doesn't scream like their guy. I mean, they fucked up Andrade. I mean, how they? Yeah. Like, I feel like he was pretty bulletproof, and they screwed him up. And then, I mean, him, Zelina. Even when they had freaking Austin Theory, they're like one of the hottest things on Raw. And they just ruined all of them. Besides Theory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Theory well, got called back I mean, down I, before he got called I mean, up. Zelina did get canned, and now she's on Raw more than she ever was as a wrestler. So who? Uh, Zelina. Oh Zelina. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I, I like Escobar. I just. Uh, I, I don't see him having like this big run or anything. Nah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they just think he's too old. I think he'd be great. I mean, they're looking for, oh, we need our next Latino star. Let's bring back Del Rio. Not that they're saying that Del Rio is not coming back, nor should he. The only thing he'd be going back to is, would be behind bars. That's the only thing he's going back to. <laughs> allegations. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sure. Um, I don't want to throw any. I don't want to throw any allegations out there. But the whole thing is very suspect. Um, anyway, going back to Santos though, the guy is great, and I would love to see him do well in the main roster. I know it's a it's a stretch though with people they see on the older side, like in LA Knight, like Escobar. It's always a risk. But you know what? I always go back to Priest. He's done exceptionally well. The guy's almost forty. So give me a break. Vince with this whole, oh, they're too old shit. Give me a fucking break. 
I just it's weird to me. But um, yeah, he, he's got it all to be a star in the main roster. Would they actually push him? Probably not. They'd probably be in six mans on main event. Um, but you got to call it the whole act. Knowing them, they would call a probably Electra Lopez to SmackDown, Escobar to Raw, and then Can Wild and, and uh, Mendoza. That's probably what they would do. Sounds about right. And they would push Lopez over Escobar, and Escobar would get fired six months from now, and then and then uh, Lopez would be the next women's champion. I'm sure that's how it would play out. Um, we'll talk about Dynamite here as we wind down. Uh, I thought it was a great show on Wednesday, probably one of their stronger shows in a very long time, at least in, in the last month and a half since they moved to TBS um, in 2022. Um, not Didn't love everything, but you know it was a very newsworthy show. We got the AEW debut of Keith Lee, as expected. No forbidden door shit. And now we got Jay White coming in. But they made it sound like it was the same... Not they. Tony Khan, if you reread his tweets from last week, made it abundantly clear that the person coming in was the forbidden door person. Jay White is not signed to AEW. He is coming in as the forbidden door. They got a lot of expectations that people legit thought Ali would come out and say, oh, fuck WWE. Like, <sighs> people legit thought Shane would come in. Hunter, I saw Hunter might come out. The intelligence level of these people, to me, is just unfathomable. Why you would actually think that any of that would happen? Hardy, I could maybe see, not because, oh, I'm going to violate my 90-day, but because maybe they worked out an agreement for him to leave early, like Aleister Black. They didn't work anything. That was a 30-day. The company fucked up on that. WWE fucked up. But, you know, him or... I was glad it wasn't like a Juice Robinson. I could give two shits about him being brought in at this point. He would get lost in the shuffle. Keith Lee is a great pickup, though. I said it I, I, on Twitter last Friday. News broke, of course, after we were done recording, AEW in talks with Keith Lee. Very happy he winded up there. They have to follow up on this, though, and actually utilize the guy correctly. They have to utilize him correctly. Great that he's in the ladder match. Have him win the whole fucking thing and beat Sammy Guevara for the titles. None of this shit where he doesn't win or, like, he doesn't go for the title or he doesn't win the title. Unless they have a big feud planned for him and Keith Lee is a star, he should be a top guy in WWE right now. They fucked up by letting him go. Make this guy a focal point of your brand. Let go of the other people. You're not doing shit right now with an AEW. People like Hager and Janela. Make room for Keith Lee and push this man. Jay White is a good get, too. I don't know what he's going to be doing exactly. Probably, obviously, playing a role in the whole Cole, Bucks, and Bullet Club shit or whatever with Omega when he comes back at some point. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. So, we'll see what they got in mind. But before we get into anything else, I want to get your thoughts on the Forbidden Door that I know you walked through as well. Um, their arrivals of Keith Lee and Jay White's AEW. I walked through the free agent door last night as well. Um, <laughs> I like Keith Lee. I mean, I, I, I was huge on Keith Lee. I, I, I mean... I think a lot of people forget when he first got called the main roster. They were, oh, he did nothing. Like he fucking beat Randy Orton right after he lost the title. He won that. He was in that Survivor Series match against Roman. I mean, yeah. Once he got sick and came back with the whole Bearcat shit. Yeah, that was terrible. But I think people were like, oh, this, this tonight's debut better than anything in WWE. Like, can you like calm down? And he, it was better than anything he did on the main roster after he got called up. I would say that. I would absolutely that, say that. He Randy Orton in a pay-per-view match. Him beating Isaiah Cassidy last night was not better than him beating No, Randy Orton. no, no, no. But I would say the way he was presented, though, like if you do a side-by-side of what he... I mean, we talked about it here on the show a year and a half ago. When he fucking showed up on that Raw after SummerSlam with the tennis shorts on... I loved and, 
the awful, one of the worst NXT call-ups I have ever seen. I have never, and then he had a match with Orton later that night that ended in a two-minute DQ win for Orton. <laughs> it was one of the worst debuts I've ever seen. So, I, if you compare the two, it's not even close. But again, all about the follow-up. WWE, I will say this before you go any further. It seemed like he, that awful debut, he did recover nicely from there to a point. The gear was bad. The music wasn't great. But he did beat Orton on pay-per-view. He did win at Survivor Series for Team Raw that year. He got a couple of WWE title shots. He had a couple of matches with Drew McIntyre on Raw for the championship and had quality matches. And very likely, dude, he was probably going to win the United States Championship at Elimination Chamber last year, like you said, before he got sick. Um, or before it got worse or whatever. So it was only after he came back, for whatever reason, they lost complete interest in the guy, the whole Bearcat shit. I that was that, that, that was where it went downhill. Um, beyond <laughs> that, though, it wasn't like it was one of... EC3 was like one of the worst runs I've seen. For a guy of his talent, he did absolutely nothing. That is a guy that did nothing. As far as the debuts go, comparing the two, his AEW debut on the main roster, the night after SummerSlam 2020, not the Rumble or Survivor Series, was better than what he did. Um, it, it was inferior to what he did on Dynamite last night. I will say that. Okay, okay I'll just agree to disagree on that one. Honestly, I still miss Bearcat, but that's another story. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, it's great. I think it's great. I just want the same people that are going crazy. Bring that same energy to when he's on Dark every week. And I agree. On Elevation, I want to hear everyone complaining. And I want people who were begging, begging for Hangman to be the one to beat Omega. How would you actually promote the guy and put him on TV? Last night, his title match was the least advertised thing on the whole show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All this stuff. Free agent signing. Oh, we got the fucking inner circle. Stupid shit. Oh, yeah, the main event's a Texas death match with uh, <laughs> like it's been literally like put more effort into that. I think that's what people are pissed about because Keith Lee's great. I love Keith Lee. Don't know much about Jay White. You're saying I love him. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, but like that's all great and stuff. But I think where people feel to realize like if they're just booked like a Jay Lethal has been or like Andrade, then it's just not going to do anything. And then it's going to be another cog in the wheel. I mean. They can keep saying all these signings. I mean, they bought the they basically brought in the biggest signing they could bring in with Punk, and it hasn't really done much like ratings wise mm-hmm. or different audience. So, like, what else can they really do at this point? I think I think what people some people are brought in by the Keith. Well, probably not Keith Lee, but like when Christian. I think Christian's probably a bigger name, like a bigger name. So, like when he got brought in, like Punk, Brian, Moxley, like people come in and watch the show, and then they watch that part and then they see the rest of the show and they're like what the fuck is this shit so i think they really need to start like really focusing on and even even like hangman i'd say darby i feel like he's like been on the show but he's not really a big focal point lately i mean less jericho less dan lambert less cody just keep the good young stuff coming even feature brian on tv a little more i feel like i haven't seen him forever so um but if you're gonna go on with Keith Lee, you gotta go all the way. Like you said, he's gotta win the be- he's gotta win the ladder match. And he's gotta win both of the TV belts. <laughs> the two titles thing is awful. Can we please end the inner circle, please? Just end it already. Let's stop drawing this drama out. I- I'm ready for it to end, but I don't know if they are. I just <sighs> the thing is, what I don't get is it's like not that they're not always together. So like. Sammy's winning these belts and championships all on his own. It's not like he's had like inner circle help or anything. And then we don't really get Santana Ortiz on TV ever. And then we get Jericho just inserting himself in everything that has any buzz to it. And then Hager, 
he must have got lost in catering or something because I haven't seen him forever. Last night, I mean, they must have put a bolo out in Atlantic City to find him because I haven't <laughs> seen him. And, I mean, I like Santana Ortiz. I, I just, I, I don't know what happened. I feel like they were seemingly going to get a title match. Then Jurassic Express got it, and then they won the belt. So, yep. um, we'll see what happens with them. I don't, I don't love, like, the story. Like, them, like oh, Jericho held us back. Like, to a certain extent, maybe. But, like, Sammy was winning belts. Like, he was with Jericho. So, what's, like, what's your excuse, I guess, at that point? It's true. I, I don't know. I feel like... We're probably going to get Jericho versus Kingston out of this. Um, I, I don't know if I'm really over the top excited for that. Because um, obviously Jericho's going to face Kingston now because he was like the hottest thing going. Um, but besides that, I just please break the inner circle up. It just at this point, I don't care. Kingston better win. <laughs> I, mean, he's a, I mean, he did beat MJF, so. Who, Jericho? Yeah. And he beat the um, Dan Lambert's group, too. <sighs> yeah, he beat Andre Olosky, Junior Dos Santos, and. Uh, the men of the year haven't done absolutely nothing since. <laughs> yeah, it's just bizarre. Um, yeah, I honestly, I, like I said, though, I thought this was a good show. I know you weren't a fan of it, but I like the women's stuff. The The Jade Cargill match was far from great. Uh, the shooting star press from that girl, AQA, was, I thought, very good. Um, she was Zeta Ramirez in NXT. I don't really know much about her, but they should have probably put up a promo with her or something. She's just a random name. If you don't if you don't remember her from the one time she beat Tony Storm a year ago, you probably had no fucking clue who she was. So, I didn't they expect... They PR for her. What'd you say? They ran, like, a quick video for her. Oh, did they? Okay, I must have missed it. That's my bad. All right, I, I must have... Yeah, sca- I like watched. her name. She's trained by Booker T. Something else. Okay. Uh, Cause yeah, I remember I saw it. I, I'll back that one up. I All did right. see like a little, like a little like uh, VTR. For All right, that's like, good. For... I, I missed. I missed. I was. I didn't watch it live. I watched it on DVR, and I kind of skipped. Well, I skipped fast forward it right through. I skipped through the commercials, but I mu- sometimes I skip shit from r- that air right after the commercials. But I didn't know what happened because I see an entrance. Right. I'm like, oh okay, so I must have just. I must not have missed anything. So it's probably what happened. But I was fine with that. Um, I ended up actually liking the minute towards the end. I'm not a big garbage match fan at all. That. <laughs> I thought of you when I saw this. When Archer hit his finisher on the steel steps on the side, I, the first thing I thought of was, what a dumb bump that no one will remember tomorrow. Or re- that no one will remember next week, but Paige will be feeling for the next month or whatever. I thought that was really dumb. The rest of it I was fine with. Um, the crowd sat on their hands when this started. When Archer's music hit, you could hear a pin drop in that arena. No one cared. Um, but they got people into it. I will give him that. A Texas death match in New Jersey was a, was a first, but, you know, whatever. They made it work. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, and now we get Paige and Cole, and hopefully Cole can kind of rebound from the loss to Orange, and um, Paige can become more of a focal point. So uh, what were your thoughts in the main event, and kind of where we go from here? Kid loved it. Uh, I mean, I thought it was fine. Like I said, I didn't hate it totally, but, like, once they did, like, the fork and the barbed wire. Yeah, the fork shit was stupid. So dumb. I don't have time for that shit. I mean, <laughs> I thought the bump, like, so I didn't have a problem like with the bump itself, like him getting the blackout on the stairs. My problem was he ran over and picked them up, and just because they're clearly late on time, that he literally put him in the ring, and then all of a sudden Hangman was fresh as a daisy and hit him with the with the assisted buckshot lariat and beat him like ten seconds later. That's my problem I had with it. Yeah, looks so phony. And, like, the ref bending over to pick up the barbed wire, like, why would he do that? It was, like, clear as day that was for the spot. Like, I thought it was a nice little spot, but, I mean, open your eyes. Christ, I'm running. But, <laughs> I mean, 
it would win for Hangman, I guess. I mean, it's not like Archer was like undefeated or coming off this big win streak. I mean, he just got a title because Dan Lambert said, if you want a title shot, you got to attack him, and that's what happened. So yeah. we'll see what happens here. I mean, Archer's probably back to dark duty because, um, I mean, he we definitely have, is. We, we have like 20 people going after the TNT championship, seemingly. So he, he won't be around anytime soon. Um, Colin, I mean, I'm excited for Colin and Hangman, but I mean, how could anyone take Cole seriously after losing to Orange? I mean, I don't think he'll beat Hangman, so I guess we'll see where that goes. But my biggest thing is you got to keep Hangman, make him a focal point. He's a champion that's just fourth or fifth priority at this point, and they really need to they really need to spice him up. I mean, I feel like I feel like Brandy and I'm more interested in what Brandy Paige Van Zandt are going to do than what's what's next for Hangman. So. We'll see what happens, but I think that's, at the end of the day, is what, what their main problems are. I feel like they bring in all these stars, and we get the big moment. Like, Hangman beating Omega was supposed to be this big moment. Yes, you beat Brian on TV, or had those two matches with Brian on TV, were great, but besides that, he's done nothing. So, hopefully they can keep it going with him, make him seem like a bigger deal, and capitalize on those new stars, and actually book them and not be like Jay Lethal. <laughs> yeah, where, who's he, where is he? Is he in the back of a milk carton right now? I mean, might as well be right. I have no idea where he is. This Colin Page main event revolution, you think? Oh, uh, I'd say so. I mean, what else? I, uh, I mean, it's Punk and MJF too. I yeah. would, I would put Colin Page last personally. Yeah, I mean, it should be. I, it should be. I think. Thing is, I just, I think Cole. I like Cole and Hangman. I just think it's like a bridge feud to MJF and Hangman, which kind of sucks for Cole. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's where it's going. I mean, well, it's, it's I better. I, it's it's less of a filler feud than the Archer one, though. I will say that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Archer was literally just not even on TV. So, but I mean, I'm interested to see. I mean, they keep teasing the Wardlow thing so much. Like, I feel like they might be going that direction first, which I I really don't want that to happen. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I wouldn't do Wardlow in, in MJF. Um, obviously not a revolution, but I don't know. I would have MJF win the championship first before he even deals with Wardlow. So hopefully they can hold off on that a little bit longer. I, I honestly love the FTR Punk and Moxley match. I thought it'd be a good match, but that spot where Punk went for the GTS on maybe it was Dash or something or, or Cash or whatever he calls himself now. He went for the GTS on him. He caught his knee and they immediately did it into the Shatter Machine or the Big Rig or whatever they call it. The midnight yep. hour. That was a great fucking spot. I'm like, wow. That if they were gonna win this thing, which obviously they weren't going to, because Punk needed the win to get his, you know, get his rematch with MJF. That would have been an awesome way to finish it. Um, the double finisher. There were a lot of st- a lot of stuff from FTR that I was like, holy shit, that was excellent. What um, about the ring bell to the to the brain buster he kicked out? That was I, silly. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was like, dude. I literally tweeted immediately. I was like, remember last week when MJF beat him with a ring punch? He just got hit with a bell and a brain buster and kicked out. Overall, great match though. I will say, I oh, agree. No, I, think I agree. Overall, great match. I like seeing Moxley back. I mean, I'm glad he's healthy, but he does look like he's lost tremendous amount of size. I feel like he, like, shrank. I mean, Jesus Christ. He did, but I'm fine with that because I think he looked unhealthy before when he was I, bigger. Uh, I kind of liked the way he looked. I thought he looked like a, he kind of looked more of a, like a, like, he looked more of like a, like what he kind of portrays, I guess, like a True. bigger, True, bigger, yeah. like, bar, like, he looked like more of like a bar fighter, which is kind of like a crazy bar fighter is like kind of what they're going with. But, yeah. it's nice to see him back, so I guess I can't complain on that aspect, but yeah. I guess we'll see what happens with him and Brian seemingly as well, so, I mean, I think Revolution shape might have to be good, but I mean, it's I, I can't wait to see the card to see how many WWE guys are on there. It's starting to get 
Maybe we'll take a ride up to Mass and go watch it in your local movie theater, Alexis and I. Imagine going. Remember, I said the dumbest thing: go to a movie theater can watch on TV. <laughs> and you're like, I asked you if you thought it would be a good idea. You're like, no, I can just watch it at home. That's like the stupidest thing. Three months later, you're at you drive to Connecticut so so we can go do it where we live. That was great. Sleeping in Hartford on a couch, man. It's the it's the classic case of eating your words, and we'll be doing it again. Ho- hopefully in March. It's in a month. I don't even know if they're doing that yet. The pay per view is not for another month, and they haven't said anything. I hope they do because it was cool, and uh, we'll make the ride to come up and see you. We haven't been in the Mass Marceau territory in a while, so we shall Sounds soon good. see. What'd you say? Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll plan on that. But until next time, brother, have a great one. Next week we'll talk all about Elimination Chamber. Do predictions for that show. Until then, brother, have a great week, and I'll catch your ass then. Later.